The following shear has been presented by Rav Yosef Jacobowitz, Chaver Vad Harabonim Mishmeres Koyhanim and Merkas Halacha of Lakewood, New Jersey, and has been brought to you by the Beis Havad Halacha Center. For Hetre Iska loans and collections, please call the center at 1-888-485-VAAD or visit thehalachacenter.org. This year, the calendar falls out in a very interesting way. Erev Pesach falls out on Shabbos. That means the first Seir night is Mitzvah Shabbos. Together with this, it comes together that Purim is on Erev Shabbos. Two interesting things that come out in this year's calendar. We're going to discuss the dinim, the interesting dinim that come out from the fact that Erev Pesach is on Shabbos. That Shabbos is Erev Pesach. There's many differences in halacha that come up because of this interesting scenario. The first thing we're going to discuss is Tanis Bechorim. Typically, in the regular year, the Bechorim, the male Bechorim in Klai Yisrael, they have to fast on Erev Pesach to remember the nace that they were saved in Makas Bechorim. That when the Bechorim at Sraim were killed by Makas Bechorim, they were saved and they were not killed. And because of that, the Bechorim have to fast on Erev Pesach. However, if they attend a Suras Mitzvah, so then they can eat by the Suras Mitzvah, and then they no longer have to fast the rest of the day. So typically, most Bechorim attend the Siyam on Erev Pesach. But once they eat by the Siyam, they're allowed to eat the rest of the day. So what happens in a year like this when Erev Pesach is on Shabbos? So certainly, Tanis Bechorim is not going to take place on Shabbos. So what happens then? So it's Machlech Zvishonim, and it's two opinions brought down in Shulchan Aruch, in Simen Tov Ay and Sif Beis. In Mechal Erev Pesach for Shabbos. Erev Pesach falls down on Shabbos. Yesh Erev, some Bishonim say, Shemesana Bechorim B'yem Hei. Now, the Bechorim, they fast on Thursday. Once they're pushing it back, we're not going to push it back to Friday. So we push the Tainus all the way back to Thursday. They don't fast at all. Once they're not going to fast on the right day, on Erev Pesach, Shechal B'Shabbos, so they don't have to fast at all. And there's no Tainus Bechorim this year, according to these Rishonim. Now, the Ramah says, Even though the Machaber ended off with the Shita, they don't have to fast at all. But the Maisa, the right way to be known, the right thing to do is to do like the first Shita. And therefore, the Tainus Bechorim this year takes place on Thursday. Now, this should not be confused with the year when the first night of Pesach is Leil Shabbos, when Seir night is Friday night, when Erev Pesach is Friday. When Erev Pesach is Friday, that the Mishnah speaks out, Mechal Erev Shabbos, Yisana Boisim, and Tainus Bechorim takes place regular on Friday. It's only in a year like this, when Erev Pesach is Shabbos, and we have to push it back anyway, so we're not going to push it to a Friday, we push it all the way back to Thursday. And the Vratanis Bacharim takes place on Thursday, Yubez Nisan, and that day, a Bachar should attend the Siyam, and this way he will not have to, he will not have to fast, a Siyam or some other Suras Mitzvah. Once he attends the Siyam on Thursday, he may eat on Friday as well. Now because this Tainus is not being done at the regular time, different Paiskim, different Achronim, different Paiskim, various other coolers, various other leniency, the one who it pertains to can ask a Shiloh. For example, in the regular year, someone who is sick, maybe would not have to fast on Asbacharim. But if he's just slightly ill, he should still fast or attend to see him. This year, some boys can say that even somebody who's slightly ill can eat even without going to see him. 
Similarly, some place can say a bacho is a yaitz dofen. Then he was born through a C-section, through a cesarean delivery, not a typical regular delivery. Some say he does not have to fast this year or attend to see him. Since it's questionable if he has the din of Tas B'chayim altogether, although the accepted minute is that he does fast Tas B'chayim, but in a year like this, when altogether it's questionable if we have Tas B'chayim, even that we do do it, we don't do it on the regular time, we do it earlier, so therefore some say that a B'chayr Yetzidofen, that he knows that he was born through a cesarean delivery, he has now to fast. Moreover, typically, the Psak is that a, son, a father who has a son who's a B'chayr, who's below by mitzvah, the father fasts on behalf of the son. Since the son is below by mitzvah, the father fasts for him. Or the father tends to see him. In a year like this, somebody's come the father is not have to fast for a son who is a Bukhar. So everyone should ask their own Shiloh about these scenarios, especially if they have some difficulty making it to a Siyam. That's in terms of Allah of Tanas Bukhar. Now what about Badigas Chametz and Bir Chametz? Things changed this year as well, because of the interesting scenario. Simon Tov Mem Dalad, the Shulchan Aruch, talks about the dinner of Erev Pesach, Shachal Yis Shabbos. And primarily, it's busy with the Badigas Chametz and the Bir Chametz. And what it says over there in Shulchan Aruch, right away from the first sif, is that B'dikas Chametz is done this year on Leil Yud Gimel. Usually we do B'dikas Chametz on Leil Yud Dal, the night going in to Erev Pesach. However, in a year like this, B'dikas Chametz cannot be left for Friday night. Rather, it's done the night earlier on Thursday night. Now, usually if somebody has a circumstance that they have to do B'dikas Chametz a day early, or better put, a night earlier, he cannot make a bracha on the B'dikas Chametz. Let's say he's going away, he's going out of town on Yud Gimel. So he does B'dikas Chametz on the night going into Yud Gimel, but he does it without a bracha. This year, B'dikas Chametz is done on Thursday night, Leil Yud Gimel, and it's done with the bracha. Because that's the Zman, that's the correct time, that's on Chazal Masakin, to do B'dikas Chametz in a year like this. Then, any Chametz that's being saved to be eaten, whether of the course of Friday, or for the Sudas on Friday night and Shabbos morning, that should be put away in a safe place. But other than that, any other Chametz that remains, or that was found by B'dikas Chametz, that has to get burnt by the Sreifas Chametz, by the burning of Bir Chametz, so the Shulchan Aruch says in Sif Beis, the Tov Levar Be'er Shabbos Koyim Chatzais, that should be done on Friday morning. The halach is that Bir Chametz has to be done by the end of the fifth hour of the day. In a regular year, on Erev Pesach, Bir Chametz, Sreifas Chametz, burning of the Chametz, must be done by the end of the fifth hour. For example, let's assume for the time being that it's going on regular standard time without daylight savings time, and Nate Sacham sunrise approximately 6 o'clock in the morning, and Shkia Sacham sunset approximately 6 o'clock in the evening, and Chatzais, the Halach midday is around 12. So in such a scenario, in the regular year, one would have to do the Bir Chametz by 11 o'clock in the morning of Erev Pesach. Now this year we're burning the Chametz on the day before Erev Pesach. We're burning on Friday, which is only a Gimel Nisan. So theoretically, one should have the entire day in front of them to do it. Still, the Shulchan Aruch says, based on the Rishonim, that it should be done on Friday morning, before, in the morning, before 11 o'clock in the morning. And the reason for this is, because otherwise, people make a mistake in other years. If this year we allow you to do it in the afternoon, we're afraid that next year, people remember, oh, last year we did it in the afternoon, and next year they also end up doing Arab Pesach in the afternoon, which would be terrible. So we're not going to rely on people remember from two years ago, from three years ago, from four years ago, what to do. Rather, we say that even this year, the right time to do, Toiv Levar, the right thing to do, is to finish burning the Chomets by the end of the fifth hour of the day. So to speak, in our example, by 11 o'clock in the morning. Now there's a difference that comes up over here in terms of Bittol Chomets. There's two parts to Bittol Chomets that take place every year. The Kochamira, Nusach, that said. The first Kochamira is said always, night of Bittigas Chomets, which one's Mavato, any Chomets that, that, that he did not find, that he does not know about. The second Bittol, which is the real, more serious Bittol, is Mavato, all Chomets, that you, that you might happen to own, is typically done right after the burning of the Chametz on Erev Pesach, before the end of the fifth hour. This year it's different. The first Kol Chamira 
is said, as always, after the B'digas Chametz, in this case, on Leil Yegimel. However, the second Kochamir, the serious one, which runs Mavat to Olchametz, cannot be done yet then. Rather, it's done on Shabbos morning, in our example, before 11 o'clock, before the end of the fifth hour. One is not ready to Mavato all the Chametz that they own on Friday morning, because they still have some Chametz at the saving to eat, whether that afternoon or Friday night, Shabbos morning, by the Suda. Now, Mechir's Chametz is obviously also going to be taking place on Friday. It has to be stipulated that the sale of the Chametz does not include any Chametz that's being saved to eat on Shabbos. One does not have to worry. The Shtamachira is grafted by Rav, who knows what he's doing, and will obviously be worried as such this year that it's not create any problems, and it will only include the Chametz that's meant to be included. Now, the halacha generally is that on Erev Pesach, after Chatzais, there are many malachas that one is not allowed to do. And the reason is because it's a little bit of a yamt event, because it's the Zman Shkidus Karim Pesach. It's the time in which the Karim Pesach is typically shechted. Now this year, the Erev Pesach falls out on Shabbos, Be'ez Hashem Mashiach shall come between now and then, and we're going to shech the Karim Pesach on Shabbos, on Shabbos afternoon, because the Shechidah of Karim Pesach is Deich HaShabbos, does override Shabbos. So on Friday, even Friday afternoon after Chatzos, one is allowed to do all the Malachas that he's typically allowed to do on Friday afternoon after Chatzos, because that's not the Zman of Shechidah's Karim Pesach. The Zman of Shechidah's Karim Pesach is on Shabbos afternoon. Those who have the meaning of reading the Parsha of Karim Pesach during the Zman of Karim Pesach, this year also, they'll read on Shabbos afternoon, not Friday afternoon, because that is this manch, uh, the Manchito, and that's one you want to imagine, as if we brought the Karim Pesach. Now, one must be careful on Erev Shabbos on Friday to do all preparations that are going to be needed for the Seder. That should be done on Friday in Erev Shabbos, because on Shabbos, besides the many malachas that are involved in the preparation for the Seder, one is not allowed to do Achono. One is not allowed to prepare for Shabbos for Yom Tov. One is not allowed to prepare on Shabbos for Yom Tov. One is not allowed to appear for the, for the first day of Yom Tov, for the second day of Yom Tov. One has to be careful to appear whatever he needs before Shabbos. You know, it's a little bit early this year. In terms of grinding the mora, the horseradish, the mora, once you put it in a sealed airtight container after he finishes grinding and preparing on, on Friday, this way the mirrors, the sharpness, will still be there on Matzah Shabbos. This really applies in, in, in a regular year for most people that they, they grind the mora on Erev Pesach and they some on the first night and some on the second night. So what they put away from Erev Pesach till the second night obviously has to be put in some sort of form of sealed container. So this year they're just doing it on Erev Shabbos for Matzai Shabbos and for Sunday night and they should make sure to put it away and store it in appropriate an appropriate place. Now comes the Sudas on Shabbos. So there's a Friday night Suda and typically there's a Shabbos morning Suda and then Typically, we eat Shalashudas on Shabbos afternoon, sometime after Chatzais. Now here it's complicated, because to use matzah for Lachem Mishnah, to use matzah to eat by the Shabbos Suda, any matzah that could be used, is kosher to be used by the Seder, one is not allowed to eat on Erev Pesach. For sure not Erev Pesach starting in the morning, and some say even Erev Pesach starting the night before, starting Lil Erev Pesach, the night going to Erev Pesach, one is not allowed to eat matzah, according to some opinions. Some even have the minig, not to eat matzah, which is kosher for the Seder, going back all the way to Nisan, or possibly even earlier than that. That's a matter of minik. But from a halachic point of view, the issue of eating matzah on Erev Pesach starts either the morning of Erev Pesach or the night before. So Pesach the matzah, matzah is kosher for the Seder, cannot be used to make moitzion by the Shabbos students. So what most people are doing, most people will be using chametz. There's also an option of egg matzah, once you ask the own rav what to do. But presumably most people will be using chametz. They'll have small rolls that they'll prepare for themselves, and they'll make sure to have just the right amount for everyone to eat the appropriate amount of challah, of roll, by each suda. The appropriate amount will be approximately the size of an egg, the size of a kabeah. That's the, the shear that one is supposed to have, a chachilo, 
by a Siddur Shabbos, the half appeared for Friday night, the half appeared also for two Siddurs on Shabbos morning. See, the Seif Zman Achilles Chomet is at the end of the fourth hour of the day. Again, if Neitzacham, sunrise at six, and Shkiyasacham, sunset, is also at six in the evening, so then, the Seif Zman Bir Chomet, when one has to finish getting rid of Chomet, will be by eleven o'clock in the morning. The Seif Zman Achilles Chomet, when must finish eating Chomet, is by ten o'clock in the morning. Obviously, we're giving this as an example. It's oversimplification of the case. The art of Mashit is also maybe to go with 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 For the time being, we're going with the simple halacha of Neitzacham at sunrise and Shkiyasacham at sunset, six a.m. and six p.m. So two zman and the two appropriate times would be ten o'clock and eleven o'clock. So that means that the Shabbos is not involved in chametz. It all has to be taken care of by ten o'clock Shabbos morning. So the the halacha is the one is supposed to get up early that Shabbos morning. And the davening should take place earlier, whether it be Kavasikan or somewhere around there, the davening will take place early. The davening will not be stretched out or slept down in any unnecessary way. Many places are not the same Mishaberachs, but all these, even places now, the minute to say the Yitzras, the Piyutim that are said by Shabbos the Golo davening, but in many places, they will not say when Shabbos the Golo is Erev Pesach, because they want to cut down the time. So in such a year, the Piyutim, the Yitzras will not be said. Other places maybe do have the minute to still say the Piyutim. The davening also should be done in the covered manner, but shouldn't be stretched out unnecessarily to go beyond the amount of time it takes, because after davening is over, there has to be time to have two short seudas. So, one will come from davening, they'll make kiddush, a wash from moitzi, have the first short seuda, which they'll eat approximately a kebeya of challah, and maybe something else with it, and then they'll bench. And now, before they can have the second seuda, they have to take a break in order to separate the two seudas and be entitled to bench and make fresh brachas in the second suda. So how long should be the break? So one option is to take a walk around the block, and that's considered a long enough, long enough, have to long enough break that now they can start the second suda. Or if one is staying home and not really going anywhere, so the generally accepted time is that approximately half an hour is the right amount of time to wait between the first suda and the second suda, and then they can start the second suda. Start the second suda, they'll eat their challah, they're eating, and then they'll bench. And they'll finish eating by the end of the fourth hour. Then any remaining chametz, crumbs, whatever it is, will typically be disposed of. Now really, small chametz, perurim, crumbs, perurim of chametz, not really have to be disposed of. There's no isra by ra and by matzah of having them one's house on Pesach. As long as they're in a place that there's no risk that someone mistakenly will eat them or they'll mistakenly fall into any food on Pesach. So any considerable amount, whether gzais or anything small that that has a chashivas, maybe a pretzel or a cheerio that's left around, has to be disposed of. Most practical way to do it when it falls down Shabbos is with flushing it down the toilet in the bathroom. However, people try to avoid having chametz their crumbs, they saw having chametz their crumbs in the house of a Pesach, and therefore the eating of these two quick students on Shabbos morning either want over a napkin, they can flush the napkin down, or they can over a plastic tablecloth and they can shake out the tablecloth somewhere outdoors in their yard or on the street if they have a kasha erif. Now, how to deal with the food by the by the pseudo? If one's eating other food by these, uh, by these sudas, the Friday night sudas, for sure one's eating other food by possibly some fish or small, small amount of meat by one of these, or one or both of these Shabbos day sudas. So the food is going to be prepared in Pesach Liga Kalim in the Pesach Liga kitchen. Because the whole kitchen was ready cashed and turned over and cooking in there for Pesach. So then the food has to be transferred over to the Chomets Liga table, the table that still has Chomets in it, where one's eating those sudas, these, these, uh, these sudas on Shabbos. That's Arab Pesach. So the best way to transfer is just to use disposable dishes, disposable pans, and transfer everything with disposables. Another approach is that one could eat their chamstika challah in one corner of the house, in one corner of the room, and then they can move over to a different table, eat the Pesach tikka food there, 
Now, if it's all taking place in the same room, they can bench over there in the second location. If they're doing it in a different room, or if they want to have the challah on the porch or in the yard, where it's outside, then they go inside to have the pace of the food for the suda, and then they're coming back outside the bench, so they can come back outside the bench, preferably they should eat a little challah when they come back to the first location. So if it's all in the same room, they can just bench by the second table. If it's two different rooms, they should go back to the first place, preferably eat a little more challah, and then bench over there. In any case, one should make sure that there's no chametz left around by the end of the fifth hour, by 11 o'clock in the morning. Now, the Arshad does, however, hold that Shal Shudas cannot be eaten in the morning. And one can only be Yitzah Suda Shlish, it's the third Suda on Shabbos, Shabbos afternoon. So it's a little of a quandary over here, where Suda speaks stuck. Because on the one hand, we, um, we want to have, wash from Yitzah and be Yitzah Shal Shudas in the way that, according to Oshid, you can be Yitzah. It's a machloik, some say it can be Yitzah with food, or bus, or a dog, with meat and fish, but not agrees to that. So we want to wash from Yitzah. On the other hand, some mode, you can only have Shal Shudas after Chatzais, in the afternoon. So the pshar that basically comes out from the Ramah and some tough mamdalts of Aleph, put together with the Mishnah Brewers of Kanches, is that we should try to do both. They should split the morning suda, wash from Yitzi, bench, take a break, and then have another suda, and bench from that as well. As long as a proper break in between the two short sudas, there's no problem, Baruch Hashem Yitzricha, because it took a proper break. Then in the afternoon, they should sit down and have a suda, without washing from Yitzi, have a suda with paris, with fruit, or basmadogim. They can do that in the afternoon. There's other options. Also, those are the primary eights. Really, the main Shabbos Suda, the Pesach to Gacholent that will be made for Shabbos and Pesach, will make a Pesach to Gacholent for Shabbos Erev Pesach and eat that by this form of proper Suda Shabbos afternoon, which does not include washing from Eitzi. And this way, they can be Eitzah Shalashudas, like the Shittas of whole that has to be done in the afternoon. They can be Eitzah with Boston, with Dogma, and Paris, and with other things. And this way, the best possibility you have, the best of both worlds over here, from the love of a Shasat Chak, so to speak, we don't have the optimal, we don't have the option of the optimal scenario of washing from Oitzi on, on Shabbos afternoon. So we wash from Oitzi for the extra Suda Shabbos morning, plus we eat other food for uh, some element of, of Shal Shudas on, on Shabbos afternoon. Now some people would like to brush their teeth with a toothbrush after they finish eating the chametz on, on, on Shabbos morning. They want to make sure there's no chametz left in the teeth by four hours in, by, by 10 o'clock, which is the service amount of Achilles chametz. So a toothpick can be used as long as it's not a psikoresha, as long as it's not guaranteed to cause bleeding of the gums. A toothbrush a little more complicated because a toothbrush is muksa on Shabbos. Since the way one typically brushes their teeth is in a way that's also on Shabbos, it's like a klishim lach le'iser, and one would not be allowed to use a toothbrush typically on Shabbos, it'll be muksa. So, really, a klishim lach le'iser, a kale that's usually used in ostrich fashion, it's mutu that's In this case, it's gufa that one wants to brush the teeth in a mutu fashion, in a way that's mutu, they could use a toothbrush on Shabbos morning to brush the teeth, and the mutu fashion would be to not to make a toothbrush wet to avoid schita issues of squeezing out water that's trapped between the, the bristles of the toothbrush, and also not to use toothpaste, because Ramayisha held there's a problem of, of, of smearing with the toothpaste. Other places, Monag, there, Henkin, Ramayisha held it's a problem, and therefore the accepted psak generally is not to use toothpaste on, on Shabbos and Yom Tif. So when we brush the teeth, with dry toothbrush without toothpaste. The best thing to do, though, is to avoid the muksa shayla, is that before Shabbos, one who plans on using the toothbrush should designate for Shabbos, which toothbrush to plan using? That for this Shabbos is designated that's going to be used in the mutadika fashion on Shabbos, dry without toothpaste, and then they can use it um, Shabbos morning when they finish eating without any compulsions, without any problems. Now again, the toothbrush should only be used if um, should only be used if one knows that it's not a great shot, it's not guaranteed to cause them to, to bleed. Otherwise, they should not be using a toothbrush on Shabbos. Now, many people have the minute to, uh, to to say the Haggadah on Shabbos Haggadah. 
So, which is a simon tough lamed. It's found along with the Shabbos Golo, very short, uh, very short simon, one sif over there. And the Ramah brings down the minute to say by Mincha on Shabbos Hagolo, the Hagolo, from the beginning of Avodah Mehinu until the Chabbat Kovanesenu. And that is such a minute. And on that, this minute applies to say it, even if Shabbos Hagolo is Erev Pesach. Mr. Brewer says, it's a cotton base. So there's no reason not to say that Haggadah. Then those who have the meaning of saying that Haggadah on Shabbos Haggadah afternoon, they'll say it. So that afternoon they'll both be reading the Haggadah for Shabbos Haggadah, and they'll be saying possibly the parsha of Shkliz Karm Pesach. For those who have the meaning of reading Shkliz of saying Shkliz Karm Pesach, they'll be doing both. The drosh that the Rav dashes, the Rav speaks of Shabbos Haggadah. That the Mishnah Bruce says Oz Dorshim Shabbos Haggadah. New York this year the Shabbos Haggadah drosh is given the Shabbos before, but saying the Haggadah that can be done. That would typically be done for those who do it on Shabbos Agolo, Erev Pesach. Um, bring a machzer, one of us in Erev where they are, should not bring a machzer to Shul on Shabbos for Yom Tov that night, even though they have an Erev, because the problem of to bring the machzer even within the Erev for Shabbos for Yom Tov. Rather, she brought before Shabbos. The only way to bring it to Shul on Shabbos would be he plans on using it in Shul on Shabbos. For example, he's going to come a little early to Mincha on Shabbos afternoon, and he's going to use that machzer to learn from it, maybe the Haggadah, or the parish of Shkidukam Pesach, which might be found in the Pesach of Machzer, so that would be a way that one could bring it within the Erev on Shabbos afternoon, Shabbos afternoon to Shul. One is allowed to take a nap and have his kids take a nap on Shabbos afternoon, even if his intention is he should have easier time being awake by the Seder. It's not an issue of Achonah. However, he should not speak out that the reason why we're taking a nap now is to have Kachos for the Seder, because that would really get into the issue of Achonah. Rather, he should just say that uh, we're taking a nap now, it's time to nap, without saying any reason, and then it's okay. The Kiddush on, on Seder night this year is, uh, is the, is the Kiddush, uh, the Kiddush which has Avdolah mixed into it. Okay, it's also, the, the, has Amavdom and Kiddush the Kiddush. We're separating between the Kiddush of Shabbos and the Kiddush of Yom Tov. This is a common thing really, because very often it happens that the first day of Pesach of Shabbos, the first Seder night is Friday night. And then by the second Seder we have this, that we have the Kiddush of Yak Nahaz, that has Avdolah mixed into it with Amavdom and Kiddush the Kiddush. So on this year, instead of that being the second night, that would just be the first night. But that's not something that's unusual. That's something that people are used to having it by the Seder. And whatever one does when it falls out the second night, in terms of ladies saying Avdallah, in terms of Barmer Eish, and how to do it, instead of doing the second night, they'll just be doing the same thing on the first night as well. Also, in such a circumstance, there's a Shiloh and Nusuch to say, in this year's, uh, in this year's uh, uh, scenario, in the Baruch of Asher Galanu, that's the end of Magid, that uh, whether to say, M'nazvachim, M'nazvachim, or M'nazvachim, M'nazvachim. There's a question about the right, Nusach is what the right gear says, whether it's changed the gear this year, because this year there's no Karma Chagiga, it's only Karma Pesach. Whenever Pesach falls on Shabbos, the Karma Chagiga is not brought, only the Karma Pesach. So maybe we should put the Psachim instead of the Zvachim and the Bracha. Psachim is the only one we can really have had this year. Or maybe we should just use the regular Nusach, or Menazvachim and Absachim. We're davening, we should be Zaykh in future years to bring the Karma Pesach. In future years, there will be Karma Chagiga. So there's a question we should switch to Nusach or not, and everyone can ask their own Shiloh or follow their own Minig what they should do in terms of the Nusach of Asher Galona. We should also be Zaykh. That the Mashiach should come to Karv, and this year we should be Zeichah to have Shchidus Karm Pesach on Erev Pesach Shachalias B'Shabbos. Karm Chigigah we won't have, but Karm Pesach, the Ibshel Halfen, that we should be Zeichah to bring it this year in Yerushalayim. The Base Havad on the Parsha series has been brought to you by the Base Havad Halacha Center. To reach the Center for Halacha Consultations, Service, Educational Seminars, or Media, please call 1 888 485 VAD. That's 1-888-485-8223. To sign up to the BHHJ, the Beis Havad's weekly interactive e-journal, please visit www.bhhj.org or you can email us at office at the halachacenter.org.